0: Hello and welcome to The Weekend Wrap for The Week on Wednesday. I am Ben Davison and what a busy few days it's been since The Week on Wednesday was recorded. Thanks everyone once again for listening to The Week on Wednesday. I know Van and I both very much appreciate it. Now, since we recorded The Week on Wednesday this week, we have had the unemployment and economic figures uh, for the month of March. Now remember that these figures there is still JobKeeper in place. For the vast majority of Australians who require that extra funding in JobKeeper and JobSeeker, those benchmarks were still in place when these figures were recorded. So all this talk of a so-called economic miracle, particularly coming out of the big four banks, is really off, off target. It's off target because, frankly, unemployment will go up. Everyone is saying unemployment will go up and even the government has admitted it will go up. Now, of course, it's better to have a lower unemployment rate than a higher unemployment rate. No one is denying that. But at the same time, we have seen underemployment go up, wage growth continue to stagnate. There are two million Australians unemployed or underemployed in the month of March. Now, those figures are only going to get worse uh, as the supports in the economy fall away. And of course, we also saw full-time jobs decline in the month of March. This is a very troubling sign. Australia already has one of the highest rates of insecure and non-standard types of work. That's casual, labour hire, subcontracting, etc. So for more full-time jobs to be lost in the economy, that means there are more people struggling. Even the big four banks, who are quick to praise the Morrison government for their handling of the economy, despite the high levels of unemployment and underemployment, are actually still propping up their mortgage balance sheets through guarantors. So for example, the Commonwealth Bank says 20% of their new mortgages are being underwritten. That is guaranteed by a family member. So while there are more people trying to get into the housing market and prices are going up, more people are also having to get someone else to guarantee that they'll be able to make payments. When it's one in five new mortgages, one in five new mortgages are being guaranteed by someone else. This is not a particularly sustainable state of affairs. Now, at the same time, you'd say, well, if wages were going up and people were in secure employment, then you wouldn't necessarily think there was too much of a problem with people getting a guarantee, perhaps to fund a deposit. We know that that hurdle, that size of the deposit has increased significantly over the last 12 and 18 months and is likely to increase again, and it's very, very hard to save up for those deposits if your wages aren't going up as well. So, look, the, the economy is in a very fragile place. There's no question about that. All this talk of a uh, economic miracle, well, let me tell you, if you're one of the two million people who do not have enough work, one of the eight or so million Australians who have not had a wage rise, but are seeing their cost of living go up, I'm not sure having this economy called an economic miracle is really something that you want to hear. Frankly, I think it's insulting. I think it's an attempt to smooth over what is actually some very choppy and troubled waters in our economy. And let's be really clear here. Morrison this week went over to WA, donned the high-vis costume, lined up with Twiggy Forrest and some of his mining executives, and a group of people who frankly looked like they are captives, labour hire captives, uh, in order to do a funny little dance uh, to a misappropriated Jimmy Barnes song. There's nothing about Scott Morrison that is a working class man, and frankly, Twiggy Forrest, who's taken billions in dividends from the sale of our iron ore over the last couple of years, while also cashing in a couple of hundred million dollars of worthless personal protective equipment that he got from China. People might remember the current affair interview with Tracy Grimshaw, uh, where essentially it became clear that he wasn't donating uh, personal protective equipment. He was selling it to the Morrison government. uh, And the record will show that most of that uh, equipment was actually unusable, uh, unusable equipment for which he was paid hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, all of this sort of funny dance is designed to distract from the real... The real troubles in our economy, uh, the real troubles with the vaccine, the real troubles the Morrison government has with respecting women, and the real troubles it's having in its attempts to try and cut the NDIS. Articles today in The Guardian make it really clear that the Morrison government was paying consultants to try and write, in quotes, a new narrative on what its cuts in the NDIS really were about. There are NDIS staff, and this this article in The Guardian goes into it, NDIS staff who are struggling to cope, struggling to assist people who need help, struggling to get the plans done, struggling to help people in a way that they need help, uh, and that people are not feeling as supported as they'd hoped to feel. And what's the Morrison government's response? Is it to lift the staffing cap in the National Disability Insurance Agency? Is it to, uh, is it to put more money into the wages of uh, disability support workers? No, of course not. It's to hire a consultant to find out how they can spin it, how they can market it differently, how they can try and make people feel different, but not actually have people get a different experience or a different outcome. And once again, you see this play out. You know, Morrison's little dance, with Twiggy Forest, you know, there are some countries where the Prime Minister wouldn't be seen dead with a profiteer like Twiggy Forest. But here in Australia, apparently, large sections of our political journalism class are more than happy to laugh along and joke along with it. It's quite frankly outrageous. Uh, and once again, if you're, if you're one of those two million Australians who are unemployed or underemployed, or you're a member of their family, I can only imagine how enraging it must be to see not only the prime minister line up with a billionaire to do a funny little dance, not only to see the reports about how they're making cuts to the NDIS, cuts to Job Seeker, uh, but also to see political journalists play along. So many of them played along, and it's really sad to see. There were, of course, many who didn't, Uh, who respected their own profession and respected their own dignity uh, and called it out for what it was, uh, and we applaud those who did. Now, there's been other news as well. Victoria has now opened three mass vaccination hubs, uh, meaning that AstraZeneca vaccines can resume for people in 1A and 1B in the state of Victoria. Victoria has basically said that there needs to be a restoration of confidence and faith in the vaccine rollout, uh, and it's not going to wait for the Commonwealth to do that. Um, this comes on the same day where Morrison says there's no hurry to reopen our international borders. There are still 40,000 Auss- Aussies stranded overseas. The UN has said Australia has a responsibility to bring home its citizens who want to come home. But of course, Morrison has done nothing uh, about that. Uh, so regardless of all of that, Victoria is trying to move ahead and get the vaccines rolling once again, and hopefully they'll achieve that all of the all of the economic analysis says that restoring uh, confidence in the vaccine rollout and getting the vaccines rolled out is integral to rebuilding our economy to getting wages moving again to getting work more secure for more people Um, and so of course we just we need to see that happen there's no question about that And it goes back to what we've been saying on the week on Wednesday for weeks and months. That is that if you do not have local manufacturing, if you do not have local skill development, if you do not have investment driven by a plan that government works with communities and business to deliver, then you are at the mercy of the international trade winds. And that's what we've found throughout the last year and a half. Of course, Since we broadcast the week on Wednesday, Andrew Peacock, former Liberal leader, has also passed away. He lost two elections against Bob Hawke and served as an ambassador to the United States. Morrison has already announced that there will be a state funeral for him. And, of course, uh, overnight we had the funeral of uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, You know, and I'm a Republican. There's no question in my mind we should have an Australian head of state. But the photos and the vision from that... Funeral were quite sad. The man lived uh, 99 years. Uh, He was married to Queen Elizabeth for 73 of those, uh, and she did cut quite a lonely figure. But of course, we should remember that in the context that throughout the last year or so, many, many people, I'm sure many of you listening to this podcast, have had to suffer grief in the same way, in the same isolated way. It's important that we reach out to each other in this time and whenever someone is going to go through a period of grief that they're reminded that they're not alone, while funerals might be somewhat more restricted, uh, while it might still be a little more difficult to see loved ones, particularly those who are overseas for work or for study or for any other reason. uh, Remember we're not alone, we do live in a community, there is such a thing as a society And it's by strengthening those ties that we have to one another, strengthening those ties that we have as communities, that we grow our economy, that we allow all people to participate, men, women, uh, young, old, uh, people who are highly educated, people who are developing their skills. We give each other opportunity by remembering that we're all part of this community and that the economy that we build is to serve us as people, not the other way around. So remember to be kind to yourself and to each other. That's the weekend wrap for this week. Have a great week and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.